Hello, and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are interviewing DCE Caleb Rock, an author of a resource on youthesource.com. Youth eSource is LCMS Youth Ministries resource website with over 1,700 different articles, Bible studies, skits, and discussion guides. There's a wealth of doctrinally reviewed, current, and helpful resources for your youth ministry. To find out more, go to youthesource.com and check out those resources. Well, welcome to the virtual studio of KFUO Radio. We are recording this podcast during the COVID-19 pandemic. And with many of you, we are learning new ways of doing things. And that includes recording end goals via virtual studio and visual contact over Zoom. I don't know about you, Juliana, but I have been relying a lot on technology over the last few weeks. Good times and bad times. Uh, Not everything working sometimes as we wish it did. Uh, But I've also spent a lot more time on social media as well, whether it's been connecting with family or friends or trying to track data or news. I feel like I've been on Facebook and Twitter much, much more Um, And certainly in the middle of the tumultuous and uncertain time we are in, I've been able to make connections and be informed in a way I certainly could not have, like, say, a decade ago with all the new technologies that are out there. No, definitely technology and social media have have brought that information uh, to the palm of our hands, as it were. Um, We do that. Um, My phone tracks my screen time, and I'm usually pretty diligent about making sure that I stay under a certain threshold. Uh, my iPhone alerted me that essentially I've been spending twice as much screen time on my phone than what I usually do in a week. Um, and, and truly some of that's been wonderful because it's been FaceTiming with family and with friends. Uh, but also it's uh, a lot, a lot of scrolling and information gathering and mind numbing <laughs> candy crush um, <laughs> in the middle of that as well. Uh, so I've been excited to see how youth ministry practitioners have been innovating using social media to, to reach their young people when they can't be near them. Uh, but also, I think we're seeing a lot of, of frustration and uh, a sadness around all the technology we have to use to be able to reach out to one another. Absolutely. It's certainly been one of those topics that's been at the forefront for us, whether it's as a youth ministry practitioner or for our young people themselves. And today we are joined by a speaker who tackled that topic of social media and technology at the 2019 LCMS Youth Gathering. In addition, she wrote a Bible study resource on the topic and how these things are a wonderful gift from God and how they can help digital natives grow in their understanding of how technology shapes their life. So there's the pitfalls, but there's also the wonderful things too um, that uh, many of us can think about how technology has been a part of that for us in our lives. Um, Technology is also a tough topic where we adults can learn a lot from youth uh, because it's a part of their regular life. I love to see young people who have stepped into leadership roles because they're the ones that are getting their churches online. They're the ones who know all kind of do all this stuff, and it's just natural to them. And so it's awesome to see that. So with us today is DCE Kayla Brock. Kayla currently teaches second grade at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Thorndale, Texas. She has also served as a director of Christian education in a congregational setting. Kayla is born, a born and raised Texan who was born smack dab in the middle of the millennial generation, and she takes great pride in that millennial title. Kayla loves seeing God work in people of all ages and across all cultures, and she finds her deepest joy in the invitation God gives us to go and make disciples. 
In her free time, Kayla can be found Snapchatting, not answering phone calls, and adventuring. And recently, recently learning new ways to teach second graders over technology, which has been fun to see on Facebook. Kayla, welcome to End Goals Podcast. Uh, so great to have you with us and great to hear a little bit about how uh, you know, God has called you into ministry. Uh, so tell us a little more about your vocations, maybe a little more about teaching and other things that bring you joy, but also how are you spending your time while you are sheltering in place? Well, thank you all for having me. Um, it's exciting to get to chat about all of this, and especially since we're in the middle of having to use technology for everything. Um, I did spend some time as a DCE. It was pretty exciting down on the Mexico-Texas border for about four years, um, and really focused heavily on building an organic discipleship program with my students that got them outside of the church and connecting in homes and other third spaces um, as they were able to also go and make disciples. And it's exciting that God has now called me to teaching, and it's fun to see um, just some similarities between high schoolers and second graders, that they all yearn to be known. They all yearn for just that attention of, hey, I am who I am. Um, but they're a fun bunch of kiddos who are excited to learn, even still online. Um while we've been sheltering in place, I've been doing a lot, kind of like y'all said, just a lot more time online teaching, um, recording videos for my kids and making lessons that instead of in paper form, they're now in digital form. So when I'm not online, I like to not use my Kindle anymore. I really like a good old paper book. Um, so I like to read and I also really enjoy working out or being outside just to get out of the routine of being indoors so yeah i think that zoom and screen fatigue is a real thing i think a lot of people are feeling that with just kind of every contact being around in that context so you talked about being a millennial and being a proud millennial so kind of curious to gauge this a little bit when we're talking about social media we thought we'd ask you one what was your first social media platform Secondly, what do you use most often now and maybe how do you use it primarily? My first social media platform was Facebook when I was a junior in high school. I had to beg my mom because she said, no, it's dangerous. You don't need it. I wanted my space. I wanted all that stuff. And I wasn't a sneaky kid, so I didn't go behind her back and get one. I waited till she said, okay, even though at the time I thought she was insane because what's dangerous about Facebook, mom, it's just my friend, but now I've learned. Um, <laughs> but also the one that I use most, I still use Facebook quite a bit, but it's more just to catch up with people. Um, my social life where it's Kayla just being Kayla, a lot on Snapchat and then also Instagram are kind of my two Kayla's Kayla. Here's some pictures and weird videos type of thing. Very cool. That's great. And you kind of alluded to it there. Uh, so maybe tell us a little bit about your uh, junior, senior high school years. How did uh, Jesus use some key moments uh, in that uh, or people to help uh, bring you close to him in his church? What was really cool is my seventh grade year was my last year of confirmation. And there were only two people in my confirmation class. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I very much was just like, let's get through this. Like, God's cool, but I have other important things to do than sit in a class. 
um, but my church partnered with another church to go on a mission trip, and we went, we actually came to St. Louis. It was really awesome. God uh, turned my world upside down through it. We did some ministry in East St. Louis, but we didn't sleep over there. Don't worry. Um, But we did some ministry over there, and through that and through working with the DCE of that church, um, God turned my whole perspective upside down and um, from that point on, I just had this fire to, to serve and to do ministry. Um, my, uh, we then moved to moved our membership over to this other church in Bernie and my, the DCE there, Pat Fick saw the fire in me and she wrapped her fingers around it and said, let's go. And she gave me an environment where I could safely fail. Um, but she equipped me and pushed me because she knew she could see my strengths. And so it was really cool for her to say, Hey, you should lead a mission trip your junior year of high school. And I was like, you're insane. But she pushed me to do it and I did it. And when I failed, she was there to help, to help bring other pieces up, but it created just this desire in me to serve. That's awesome to hear and and love hearing that someone took the time to invest in you and see your gifts and and love that too, allow you to fail and be there to encourage you and to learn from that. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's something you carry with you into your ministry today, uh, whether it's teaching or as a DCE, what do you love about working with young people? Whether again, it's those second graders or whether it's those high school students you have interaction with or continue to on social media, what brings you joy in that ministry of working with young people? I think it's a lot of kind of what Pat saw in me being able to see my gifts and push me to use them. And that it brings me joy to work with young people to really encourage them and push them to see the gifts that God has given them. Um, and for them to use them for his glory, whether it's praying with their basketball team before they have a basketball game or leading a mission trip or getting a group of people together to have a Bible study at school um, or now, like you said earlier, Mark, we have these youth who are leading their churches by helping their churches be online. Um, and just how cool it is that they can use the gifts that God gave them for him to serve and to bring other people closer to him. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, so you were speaker at the 2019 LCMS Youth Gathering and I focused on the important topic of social media. I spoke uh, one session for youth, two sessions for adult leaders, and I know we were all really thankful for your investment in those in those sessions. The youth session was titled, now I'm going to be my old millennial, are you the GOAT, right, which stands for greatest of all time. There you go. <laughs> uh, living life in a social media world, which provided insight on how to safely use some of the most popular social media apps. Uh, and the session is available via podcast on our uh, gathering sessions page on KSUO.org. Uh, you did one session which was titled Social Media Communicates, in which you helped youth ministry practitioners kind of effectively think about how they're going to use social media to communicate with their youth. And, and a lot of that session, an important part of that session was uh, discussing how to use social media properly and safely in a healthy way uh, in your ministry. And the second adult session was Social Media Smart and gave an overview of the world of social media and how young people are using it to connect and how it's influencing their lives and relationships. 
Uh, so a lot of work went into those, but maybe tell us a little bit about that experience and perhaps some of the interactions you had with youth and adults at the gathering as you talked about those issues. It was it was a great experience overall. It was fun to to be able to share some that I had. I did let the youth know in my um, session with them that they probably know more than me. I wasn't there to show them <laughs> some like new and fancy social media thing, but I was there to show them that it, you can use social media safely. It can be used for God's glory. Um, and just to remind them of some Im- important, um, I guess just important things to remember as they're using social media. There was a, amongst the adults, there was like a thirst to know more. And I felt like the session almost wasn't long enough because they just, they had so many questions and it was fun to learn with them because I told them as well I'm learning with you because it's changing every day um and so uh, yeah it was really fun just to to learn alongside all of them the youth and the adults and to have just real honest conversations about technology and social media and how they're using it how I'm using it um and be able to chat and learn from each other yeah, there's so many things, the details that go into the different platforms. It's, you know, it is, like you said, it's one of those things that changes a lot. And um, certainly there's bits and pieces we're able to pick up and, and really understand, I think, kind of that culture, which it creates. You mentioned in the study how young people are growing up in a world where social media and technology drives the world around them. They can get a date without ever meeting someone in person. They can have their groceries delivered to their house without ever set, setting foot in a grocery store. Little did you know when you wrote this that that would become such an important thing for us in today's world. The grocery delivery aspect is something something that we can think about how technology has become such a natural part of our life. In your own words, what do you find wonderful about technology? Maybe the dangers of it, you talked about a little bit from your own high school years, um, but also the importance to discipline around one's time on it and perhaps even disconnecting from it from time to time. I, being born in the middle of just a millennial generation, I think that technology has a lot of has a lot of benefits. I love that I can connect with people all over the world. I could, I could learn about the fires in Australia without setting foot in Australia. Um, and hear how people are experiencing that without even knowing exactly who they are, but I could hear from them and feel for them. Um, which even back in my high school day was still wasn't a big popular thing. And so now we're, we're able to, to connect with people all over the world. I love that, especially now, we're able to run our world on technology. Like we're all in quarantine and having to practice social distancing, but we're still able to keep schools open. We're still able to have church services. We're still able to connect in that way. And so I, I love technology. I love that side of it. Um, I think it is important to discipline yourself and how much you use it. I can even feel myself um, feeling the strains of technology, especially because I'm on it all day now. Um, I get to the point where I can feel the fatigue and I'm like, I need to get off the screen. I don't want to talk to anyone else on the phone. I just want to disconnect. Um, And I think that God has also wired us to need that disconnect um, from, from media because media is so full of things that are of the world. And as much as we want to be pouring in into each other, that it's a really good to disconnect from it and renew our mind 
by connecting with our God um, and disconnecting from social media and all that the world throws into that. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing when so much of your uh, time is spent on technology and that's the only thing you're getting, how much you feel both the benefits and the, like you said, the fatigue, right? Um, I think we're experiencing that in a different way now that it's the only connection we have with a lot of, of the people in our lives. Uh, you touched on a, a bunch of different topics. Uh, that some, like you covered a lot that could be full studies all by itself. Um, online gossip, online bullying, pornography are topics uh, that come out of the nature of connecting with technology. Uh, these topics make us kind of can make us uncomfortable, uh, especially for people who are struggling with technology already. Uh, then to add on to, to the dynamic of some of these difficult topics, uh, but it's part of young people's lives. Uh, they they want to discuss how to manage and, and think about and how to be a Christ a disciple uh, that, that thinks about those kinds of things. So, uh, are there specific words of encouragement you would give to youth ministry practitioners as they consider tackling some of those more difficult discussions? I would really encourage them to be real and transparent. Um, Obviously not to the point that would get them in trouble, but kids can tell when they're putting, just putting up a face and trying to be tough. Kids, kids love when you're real with them. Just like I, I love when people are real with me. I don't want just fake shallow conversation. I want to really dig in. I want to hear um, just thoughts about it, but also to, I would encourage them to reach out to other people if they have questions to help find to find resources that they need to have honest conversations um, and realize that they don't have to have all the answers, that they never will have all the answers, but it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to know all of the answers to what kids are asking and what kids are doing. I appreciate that. When you're talking about kind of some of these big things with, with young people, uh, what do you hope young people will walk away from this study that you wrote? I'm hoping that, they walk away seeing that media is not evil. That's not the intent that we're trying to drive. And I think so many of them nowadays think that adults feel that media is evil and that we don't want them on it. We want to take all of it away. And that's not the case. Um, We wouldn't hear our news sources if it weren't for media. Like media has so many good benefits. Um, But I think it's important for them to First, remember that what they put online is with them for the rest of their lives. It doesn't disappear. Um, and just how important it is for them to know that that one Snapchat sent can be pulled up years later. Um, but so really helping them learn to use social media safely, but also in a way that glorifies God, um, especially now when media is so heavy with sadness, how they can use it to uplift people or they can use it to encourage people. Um, and, and overcome, help people overcome fear by sharing their faith in that way. I think a time like this, and not that it's not always this way, like I realized quickly how most of like my Facebook friends are Christian and, and praise God for mm-hmm. that. And see that it's a reminder for me of how can I maybe expand to those who are not, but like my feed's actually pretty positive. <laughs> I mean, in terms of a lot of scripture, a lot of prayer, a lot of asking for help. And it's like, man, I am really blessed to be in that community. Um, and yet how we're able to encourage each other that way. And even for those who maybe I know from my past or whatever that aren't, how I can share the gospel in that way too. That's been a real reminder to me in these last couple of weeks. Right. 
Yeah, I, I'm curious, I kind of hear you talk about like, you want to be authentic in these conversations, especially when they're difficult ones. Um, do you feel like there's uh, there's some struggles between adults and youth in talking about technology? I mean, I think about a little bit um, on how, um, you know, we've heard like, young people who might be struggling, but are afraid to talk to mom and dad or afraid to talk to youth leader because uh, they're afraid they're going to lose their technology if they find out um, that they've, you know, they've had a, a situation that was maybe unsafe or, or maybe that they regret, um, or or adults who don't know how to talk about it because they don't feel like they're digital natives enough. Do you, are there some helpful tools that are thinking about how we have that conversation honestly? That's a good question. I I think it is difficult it will always be a difficult thing because it's hard to come forward and say, Hey, I've sinned or I've caught someone else in sin, especially as a kid and then be fearful of, well, I can tell the truth and have my technology taken away or I can um, hide it and continue to let something bad happen. I, I think it's important. I don't think any of us can necessarily prepare for a conversation like that. I'm still shocked when, certain kids come up and say, hey, I'm using pornography or, hey, I was on a dating website and there's this guy or this girl who's targeting me. It's still, I'm not shocked that the kids are seeing this. It hurts my heart because I know that it's not of God. And so in those situations, I always find myself taking a step back and saying, let's first pray. Let's cover it in prayer because I don't know all the answers, but God does. Um, it's also important as youth leaders to keep parents in the loop. Don't ever make promises to your youth that you won't tell their parents because their parents need to be in the loop on things like this. So make sure that it's not something that is hidden, but it's, it's an open and real conversation covered in grace and remind them of the love of Jesus. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for writing this resource. I know it'll foster learning and certainly conversations around social media and our Christian identity. Uh, discussing the gift of technology helps us understand our world and the opportunities God gives us to share hope and our faith. Um, I also really appreciate the closing challenges that you had in each section. They kind of help participants take the study into their daily lives and everyday lives and or maybe to reflect on things a little bit more deeply. Um, and so I think that would be really something too for them to think about themselves personally, but then also probably to bring up questions and time to engage even more. Um, certainly gives us a lot to consider in these days that we're living in too, in this pandemic and just what's the next steps for technology and connection and how do we use maybe the connections we made over these last few months um, moving ahead. So I certainly want to thank you for all the time you took to join us today, but then also certainly in writing and preparing to speak this last summer. So we're thankful for you, Kayla, and keep up the great work teaching your, your kids uh, from a distance. Thank you. Thank you all for this opportunity. Kayla's session and her study hits on a number of practices of healthy ministry that we've discussed in the past. Uh, one of those practices is helping young people have that resilient identity in Christ. Uh, and while social media can be one of those places where uh, they can be thinking about their identity, uh, parents and church workers can help them to understand that environment uh, and steer young people towards that identity found in their baptism and in Christ rather than in kind of a lot of the noise and, and experience that they have on social media. Uh, and it can help provide a, a voice and a context on social media uh, themselves uh, as, as parents and church workers that remind young people of who they are in Christ. Certainly, too, we can think about how we also provide voices and content on social media that reminds them of those facts. 
We uh, talk about how the church is a place of warmth, challenge, and grace. And our social media presence can reflect Christ's love for all people. And again, be that voice that expresses truth and love to young people. Uh, today's young people are very capable of caring and serving through other, uh, for others through social media and technology. Uh, I see them use all sorts of really interesting and powerful ways, especially in this last uh, month or so, as we struggled with so, some social distancing and how they've uh, come up with creative ways to be caring for other people. And uh, we can understand uh, social media really can be its own vocation in the way that God yeah. uses them to show his love and to care for all people and for his creation, uh, even if we can't be face-to-face with one another. As we talked about before, parents and supportive adults don't necessarily need to know everything about all the platforms their kids are using because they'll never be able to, so why even try? But they can certainly understand <laughs> how social media influences young people's culture. Uh, they may also be able to provide wisdom about being disciplined on social media and disconnected when needed. And I think sometimes adults to learn that from kids. I mean, I've, I've been at events where kids are paying attention. They got their phones down and it's the adults in the back of the room that aren't putting their phone away. So sometimes I think they can lead us in terms of they've learned it. They got it. They know they got yeah. to disconnect. They know where they got to focus. And that's really neat to see. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see uh, just the variety of ways that they use that um, that we, we don't necessarily understand. Um, I recently decided that I was going to join TikTok, and uh, it's been so cool to see uh, them uh, and their culture that they create and the collaborativeness of that uh, reminds me of just how innovative they can be uh, when it comes to technology and how many steps ahead they are in terms of innovation and thinking about how they build community and yeah. uh, interaction with, with people that we don't even, even know uh, through these kinds of things. And, and that's a, a great thing for us to learn because technology and social media is a great opportunity to let young people lead and serve in the church. Uh, I've loved uh, hearing stories about how young people are helping their, their church leadership engage uh, on social media uh, and use technology in those ways, especially uh, online during this pandemic. Uh, this is their uh, this is their world. They've been building it for for their entire lifetime, and this situation is allowing for those skills and abilities to further share the gospel. And we're really grateful to God for for that. Absolutely. So TikTok, I gotta gotta think about that and get on that. I guess so there's uh, some fun things to see. So again, though, we thank Miss Brock for her uh, willingness to tackle this topic and broad topic and how our youth ministries can understand and support young people. We pray for God's continued blessings on her teaching, uh, certainly as she wraps up this unique year of teaching and her further service in Christ Church. So some closing questions for you to think about. Uh, first, how does your congregation effectively use social media to share the gospel uh, to young people and to people of all ages? How do you see social media as a tool for young people to engage with your congregation peers and the beauty in our world what concerns if any do you have about social media's influence on the lives of young people in your family or congregation and then finally how does your congregation equip and encourage young people to effectively filter social media to think about that through the lens of their faith and the uh, and to be able to take in that mass amount of information at their fingertips to hold on to their resilient identity in christ uh, we are praying for you as you engage your vocation on social media and encourage young people to do the same. Uh, technology today is an ever-changing world, and it can feel like a constant struggle uh, to keep informed and to keep a healthy connection and balance. And we know God will guide 
and use you as you share his word and promises through social media. And Gold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. Thank you.